Hey girl, hey, we're back with a brand new season of your favorite podcast, the self-love podcast by Love Madden. Welcome back to our true blues and welcome in to our new friends and followers. This is season seven. Join us each Monday as we talk through the scripture and the science of self-love and what it means for our healing. Each week, we'll give you a passage, a prayer, and a practice to apply to your own self-love journey. Prepare to laugh, learn, and lean in. Make yourself comfortable and pull up a seat. There's always room at our table. Welcome in. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. We're back. Season seven. Wow. Seven. Seven. The number of completion. Every season, I'm like, this is, might be our last season. So we'll see where the Lord leads. That's actually what this uh, trailer episode is all about. Yes. All right, girlfriend. It's not like I don't see you all the time, but um, it's nice to see you again. Nice to see you, too. Nice to be seen, as the old folks say. Exactly. You ready to love it or leave it? <sighs> no, but uh, I'm sure you are. I am prepared. Let's go. I have a leave it. Uh-oh. Where are we leaving? This was out last season, but I didn't try it because it sounded nasty. But this season, I decided to try it because I wanted to um, do this for our faithful listeners. I feel like they really count on me to try the holiday drinks at Starbucks and give oh. my review. Don't tell. Okay, I don't even want to know because now I'm a little scared that it's the one I want to try. The caramel apple? Oh, no, no, no. Y'all, that mess? It's, it's like it sounds nasty. Sweet. Yeah, it sounds nasty. But I said... Let me give it a try because they remixed it. They did a caramel apple oat milk shaken situation. Okay. And I like the oat wow. milk shaken espressos. I mean, it was so bad. Mm. I, I couldn't even. I tried what made it, it bad? The the caramel apple syrup or whatever the hell. It was so bad. I mean, it was disgusting. I'm actually going to call Starbucks corporate and ask them for my money back. I, <laughs> no, it's $7 a drink. Oh. I could go somewhere and buy a sandwich with that. Yeah, no, that's crazy. I threw it in the trash. So <laughs> it gets zero stars. Do not recommend. Do not recommend. Okay, so that's good because I was thinking you were going to say the pumpkin chai iced tea latte or something. So I tried that one by accident. So, okay, so you know how you can like pre-order your drink on mm -hmm. mobile. So I walked up. I had ordered the kale and mushroom egg bites, which I like. I recommend four out of five stars. And I ordered my pumpkin cream cold brew. Mm-hmm. My my egg bites were leaning on a drink, and I saw the sticker with my name on the oh. egg bite, so I grabbed the food and the drink. Okay. I took a sip, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so sweet, and I don't taste the coffee. And oh. I looked down, and I had gotten Kelsey's chai. Oh. I know. Sorry, Kels. So I took it back, let them know what was going on, and mm -hmm. grabbed my own drink. But that was all I needed to know, that that drink wasn't for me. Hey. It wasn't bad. It, the taste was delicious. Okay. Just but wasn't. just very sweet for my palate. Mm. But I don't like sweet. Yeah, so today, <laughs> Maddie made herself a coffee. I did. And then... Because it's $7. She you, it's going to be a lot more if Maddie made herself a coffee. Just <laughs> know that. True. Uh, and she felt like it was so sweet that she offered it to me. Yeah. And I thought it was okay. It was, it was a little bit sweet, but... Tennille came on the show and told us that she mm -hmm. does the pumpkin at Dunkin'. So if you could do pumpkin at Dunkin'. Did I say that? I don't yeah. remember. You said, I like the pumpkin spice latte at Dunkin' Donuts. And that let me. I don't even think I've ever had the pumpkin spice latte at Dunkin' Donuts. The iced Donuts. one. Yes, you do. We can check the records. We can run the tapes. Okay. And you said you thought it was good. And then when I had it, I thought it was super sweet. But that <laughs> let me know that you would enjoy the drink. And you are. It's halfway done. I mean, hey, We're on video I'm now, thirsty. guys. So Y'all <laughs> can see her drink is I'm almost thirsty. done. All right. Love it or leave it. That should have bought you sufficient time. And it didn't because here I am still talking. However, what I'm going to say I love, which I don't love dry lips. Right. So we're going to leave dry lips as we move into this fall and winter season. I'm going with I love an old staple. Can you guess what the old staple is? I know you're not coming on here saying Carmax. No, oh. I've elevated okay. from Carmax. Elevate. To Aquaphor. Oh, that is an old staple. <laughs> the Aquaphor lip balm. I mean, I think it's really the same Aquaphor that you put I on your literally healing think it's ointment. Aquaphor in, in a, a yeah. tube. But I love it. it it's always, getting you what you need. It gives my lips the moisture it needs. Nice. They feel nice and smooth. Okay, I put it on. Smooth. I put it on right before I go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You wake up, your lips feel nice and soft. Yeah. So, and you can save a coin because I do the Laneige lip mask that yeah. I came on here and talked about, and it's probably. 10 times the cost of some good old aquaphor. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something else that I love. Mm -hmm. I think I may have said this on the um, podcast before, but 
you have to maximize those CVS coupons. You have said that. The it's just, I mean, CVS is a little bit more expensive, so maybe it balances out. But I still don't think so. If you get those forty so, percent off, work, and you have to go to CVS to get them, so you no. got to put in some money up front. You're not just getting a coupon, right? But if you start, you just got to start, right? Right. And then they start sending you the forty percent off, forty percent off. Yeah, pretty frequently, at least once a week. If you shop there. I mean, if you go to use the 40% off coupon, you're going to shop there and then you're, they're going to give you another one. That's true. And I heard that there, my aunt has their monthly membership and she said it is it pays for itself. Yeah, no so time. they did offer that to me and mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I didn't see the benefit, but. She said it was worth it. If you buy something like, a, um, she bought a blood pressure cuff, now we're going to take a turn. But she said it was worth <laughs> it because if you buy some like a quit, something that costs yes. something, I think she got like a 45% off coupon. So it paid for itself like the first day. <laughs> I was going to talk about an item that I bought, but it's actually kind of TMI, but the item was $36. You know and then I used my 40% off coupon. It was $17. You cannot, you can't beat, you can't beat it. So okay. Well, CVS. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So you're loving you two the, things, Aquaphor and CVS coupons. Yes. And you can get the CVS app and you just click, you can send the coupons to your app. It's very simple. It's I not, like the app better than that yeah. long receipt oh, yes. paper. No. Yeah. That was overwhelming. All right. Time to. Set the table. Yo, Guys, this phone. is an intro episode, so we haven't done this for a while. So, Tanil forgot the order, but. Yeah, and my phone just literally went black. Went black. Time to set the table. So, we're going to remix the order just a little bit. We're still going to um, love it or leave it mm-hmm. and then set the table and dig in. But um, the last two seasons, we have been doing our weekly word series. And oh, this yes. season. It's going to be a little bit different. So I want to actually open with a passage because I feel like that will um, set the stage. That will set the stage. That will be the guiding sort of thread for the episode. So today's guiding passage comes from the book of Proverbs. I feel a lot more churchy in this season. So mm. we'll see. I wonder why. Maybe woman evolve. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm coming hot on the heels of that. We actually have some listeners who said that they wanted a quick Women Evolve recap from us. So I said I would try to incorporate it into this intro. Okay, episode. I'm so, down yeah. with that. All right, perfect. So it comes from the book of Proverbs um, 16 and 9. And it says this, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Um, since most of our listeners are ladies, I will say the heart of woman plans her way, but the Lord establishes her steps. So here's the intro. In early June, I declared the summer of 2023 my summer of steps. Mm. I committed to and did a pretty good job of walking outdoors four to five days a week for the three months of the season. I doubled my average daily steps over the course of the quarter, and I'm really glad that I did this. It benefited me in more ways than just the physical exercise. My morning walks became just as much of a mental reprieve and a spiritual space to reconnect with myself and nature. Today's guiding scripture from Proverbs 16:9 reminded me of something else that I learned from my daily walks. I learned that while I knew where I would start and planned where I would finish, my actual steps were never quite the same from one walk to the next. Instead, my steps were established based on the day. Some days I had energy to move faster and ended up walking further. Some days I would need to be shielded from the heat and would take shadier paths. Other days, I would encounter things that I didn't expect on my trail, like deer, and would be rerouted. And despite the variation in my steps, I was consistently able to reach my goal by doing two things. Number one, showing up. And number two, remaining open and flexible in the day-to-day. As I record this, I feel like I am in the middle of a spiritual upshift. A month ago, I had written out a plan for this season, like I always do. I called it the relationship season, and I wrote out a schedule for all 12 episodes, their topics, notes, and prompts. But today, as we embark on the start of season seven in the midst of this shift, I have decided to do away with that plan and instead apply the same approach to this season of the podcast that I did to my summer of steps and reach my goal not by controlling every detail, but by one, showing up, and two, remaining open and flexible in the day-to-day. Welcome to Season 7 intro episode, Summer, Steps, and Showing Up. I love that. Thanks. So, we're like just digging going in. straight Let's to dig in. digging in. Y'all, 
not me. You say spiritual upshift mm-hmm. and not just spiritual shift. shift. Yeah. Explain that. I I um I feel like my spiritual relationship is deepening. Mm. I feel like I'm getting more clarity and revelation around different areas of my life. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I've been dealing with some obstacles and some attack, but I feel like those things, I don't know, attack is a strong word, mm-hmm. but just some, yeah, some challenges. Challenge. And I feel like those things are strengthening mm-hmm. me. And I am mm-hmm. building habits and discipline around starting my day with God, ending my day with God, mm-hmm. and just looking at things from a different perspective. So I feel like I'm on the incline. And I like that, the the way that you word that, mm-hmm. right? Because when you say spiritual shift, it could be going in the negative direction, yeah. the downward shift, or the it upward shift. It could be a lateral. Yeah. Just, you just oh, you're just going shifting, shifting from back one area forward. to another or whatever. But I feel like yeah. it's a, it feels like a deepening for me. I like the intentionality of Thank the you. word the language. Upshift. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. very good. All right. All right. So we have seven questions here, as always. Mm-hmm. And I think, Tanil, you typically start by yeah. asking me the question, right? That is it. Okay. So question one, mm-hmm. share some summer highlights. Uh, what did you do over the break? Okay. Aside from walking, all that walking, uh, we also did some travel. Yeah. We went to um, New Jersey and went to the big, did, I, did this, we do this before I left? No, this was in June. We were done. Yeah. So we went to the big um, DreamWorks water park and the indoor largest mall in the world now and the well in the oh, United wait. States. It overtook um Mall of America. America. Yeah, this thing is big. I didn't know. They got that. ski slopes in it. They have a water park, roller coasters, uh-huh. restaurants. They have a part of the mall called um it the mall's called the American Dream. They have a park called the Avenue mm-hmm. and it has like a three floor, two floor Hermes, like oh, all the wow. like fine, like the finer mm-hmm. luxury. They have like large, I was like, wow, these are like flagships. It's almost, I think the Avenue is like a um, nod to like Fifth Avenue. Mm. Is that where the fancy mm-hmm. things are, right? Mm-hmm. It was something like that. That part was still being built out. Okay. Um, but it was just huge. huge. It was like a town. Wow. So we did that. Um, we went to Jamaica. Ooh. celebrate some friends mm-hmm. we went to chicago chicago and saw beyonce mm-hmm. it was great it was i'm great. i'm hearing some murmuring about destiny child having a 25th year anniversary yeah, reunion tour i heard that and i don't know where i'm gonna <laughs> get the money from but I'm going to get it. If you're not subscribed to this podcast, guys, it's only five dollars a month. Just subscribe so I can, <laughs> so I can live a normal life, and so that I can get fifty cents of that five dollars to fund my t- uh, ticket. Right, because yeah, Marcus gets about fifty cents, Tanil gets about fifty cents, and then that leaves me four dollars. And then after I pay Uncle Sam, as I'm learning my first year as an entrepreneur, that leaves me with negative. <laughs> At least you would. 35 cents. Negative 35 cents. <laughs> um, so we saw Beyonce. Yeah. Um, we went to the Dominican Republic. Mm. And uh, most recently, we went to Dallas, Texas for Woman Evolve. So it's been a lot of flights. Yeah, you catching flights, not feeling. Period. <laughs> um, so that's been good. We also had, so financially for um, selling like product-based, gift-based mm-hmm. business, summer was deader than a doorknob, small, mm. dead. But the flights were already booked. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did stand on the Lord. So um, this is what he did. This not is how fair. he came through. We got three corporate orders. Nice. That. It, together, the three of those made more in that, those three months than we had projected to make from the previous three months. So wow. we made more in three orders than we had in all the orders in the previous month, with included Mother's Day and some other big months. Look at so God being a sustainer. He came through. That's we, a message. Baby, we rolled up our sleeves and we were packing them yes. boxes. Okay. Shout out to the Love Goods team. Shout out to the Love Goods team, Betty and Cam. Shout out to my husband because he be helping. Not with the packing of the boxes, but loading the truck, things like that. So, yeah, yeah, my sister. Yeah. I love that. Not you. I've never. I mean, you've never asked, so. Um, Have I not? Not that I can remember. Maybe not. Okay. Well, if you're interested, I can definitely pay you for that. Oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> more than 50 cents. So actually, I am I looking for a part-time job. For real? Nah, for real. Uh, let's talk offline. Okay. <laughs> I could, but now I can pay you for that because it's a benefit to me to yes. 1099 you. Yeah. Is it a benefit to me to be yes, 1099? To get a check. That is, <laughs> but I also got to pay the taxes on that check. Well, we'll talk more. Okay. All right. What you do this summer? <sighs> this summer. This summer, I feel like it was the summer of, I was going to say rest. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a little bit of traveling. Mm-hmm. I think all I did was Chicago and Dallas, which were both amazing experiences. But um, yeah, I've really just been leaning into not doing too much. Now, I know people who are close to me will be like, Tanil, you were still doing... Not doing too much is relative. Yeah, exactly. And you had an amazing um, summer opener party. Yes, and house. I can't remember. Oh, we were... Uh, I had a houseversary party party for my one year anniversary in my home which was an amazing time Marcus was the DJ he did a great job yes, y'all. it was so good if you're local to the DMV and you need a DJ DJ, DJ Superfly, Superfly TNT, TNT he's is, the, he has something for everybody everybody he the knows old, his audience I'm it, telling you it, when people be like looking at DJs and be like read the room that's what he does. He reads the room. Everybody was moving, enjoying yes. it. Old people, young people. Yes, cross-generational. Babies, everybody. It was a blast. Yeah. So I couldn't remember if we had finished the podcast then. But yes, mm-hmm. that I opened the summer with that. That was very stressful because I was trying to get everything intact, in place for the party. And then after the party. The pool was open. The pool was, it was open. A party party. We had a really, mm-hmm. really good time. But after that party, I was so exhausted mm-hmm. that the rest of the summer was really just chilling enjoying going slow like I tell you all and I come on this podcast and say it like oh I'm not gonna do anything on the weekends and that's really I really didn't but I did what I wanted to do I didn't have like a bunch of like scheduled activities which I enjoyed that because that's Mm -hmm. not my normal life yeah I will say this was even though there were like big highlight trips Mm -hmm. those are just the highlights I think this was a much more restful summer than I typically have I think I was really intentional about protecting my Sundays and to me, just having that one day a week just provided like just the, the breathing room. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I called it because you said summer of steps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you, you kind of got that summer of from me because I told you I did. What did you say? I don't remember. I no. said, this is the summer of B. No. What? What was it? I can't say it on the, on the podcast. Mouth it. Oh. I did say that. But now we're on video, so the people <laughs> legit saw what you I was saying. I don't even remember you saying oh, that. Okay, well, yeah. No, I told you that. I was like, yeah, I think this is the summer of... Boo loving. Yeah, boo loving. Okay. And and the... <laughs> I don't know. This, no, because if... Anyway. Yes, I had someone in my life who helped me, like, slow down. And so I was really appreciative of that. Like, it was like, you need balance. You need rest. And yeah. so it was the summer of... Boo loving. I love that. Okay. Okay. That's cute. You know the people going to want to know more about the summer of boo loving. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> all we get. It's really not that deep. But okay. Listening. If it's the fall. Now we're moving into cuffing season. So let's see if this is an upshift <laughs> or downshift. Y'all, let's hope it's an upshift. Let's because see if, if boo makes it to the holidays. The first year that I talked to my now husband, I told him I didn't want to talk to him anymore right before Christmas because I felt like if he makes it to the holidays, yeah, I don't we were know. in for life. And we'll talk about this in another season. But and I called him on January 2nd. I was like, hey, big head. No. Yeah, I did. I hate big head. <laughs> and, I miss um, you. He's still here. I wasn't able We've to prevent been. anything by doing that. So. We've been together ever since. All what right. were you about to say? thought you had something. I did, but... Let it go. Damn. All right. Let's move into question number two. Okay. How did you practice self-love this summer? Um, walking was definitely one of mm-hmm. them. I participated in a 40-day fast in preparation for Women Evolve. Yes. Fasting in the summer is not what's up, guys. <laughs> that <laughs> January after the holidays is different. Yeah. But um, when people are grilling and stuff, you know, I really feel like y'all haven't been back with the cookouts post pandemic. Like it's not the cookouts aren't cooking out like I need them to. Yeah. No, I, I'm not getting a lot of and maybe maybe it's just me. Y'all tell me what you think. Are you getting a lot of we throwing something on the grill? Come by. Other than no. my dad, nobody's <laughs> no. other than my mom and dad, nobody's calling me to come over to grill. Maybe they're doing it and they're just not calling you. 
That's what I'm saying. Oh. Also, people have families, maybe, and food's expensive. Maybe they're like, you know what? Hey. We're just going to get this 12-pack of wings, and that's just enough for me and my kids. Inflation is real. Yeah. Like, when are, the, are these prices ever going to go down, or this is just I the new normal? I think this is the new normal. But, it was, oh, it was hot. hot. Yeah, it So was it wasn't hot. a lot of cookouts. So, But even then, I did a fast, which was great. That was part of my self-love. But it is, it is a little bit more challenging to not eat and drink during you know, more like, social, uh, yeah, t- more social times. times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I attribute a lot of the upshift to the clarity I got around that. So every morning I started my morning journaling, like every morning mm. for 40 days, except for while I was in the Dominican, I took the journal, but I didn't do it. But um, okay. I made up those days when I got back, mm-hmm. but I did fast. Mm-hmm. But every morning I started with worship. I, um, I've talked about this journal before called the write the word journal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So each day the woman evolved team would send a scripture and a thought. So I would write that scripture and then I would write whatever came to me about the scripture during that time. Um, and I would, you know, share in the prayer that they shared in the prompt, but then I would also kind of think about how it applied to my life or my friends or Mm -hmm. things that people were going through around me. And it just, I just tapped in, in a, in a much different way. So that spiritual self-love was heavy. The walking was really good. The protecting the Sundays was really good. And then the fast had like just the foods that I was choosing to eat. Um, I felt a lot more nourished. Mm. I felt a lot less sluggish. Sluggish. I think it was probably the combination of the walking and the eating right. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a good summer for self-love. I love that. For sure. What about you? So for me, I, I'm just going to go back to rest. Like mm-hmm. there were Sundays where I literally stayed in the bed the whole day. Almost. Mm. Wow. And I don't think that there have been times, not many times in my life where I've done that, where I'm just like binging. I always used to come on here and talk about how do y'all binge like a Netflix series? Now it's look. just so lazy. I mean, <laughs> not lazy. I'm not judging you all, mm-hmm. but I just felt like, where are you finding time to look at a eight hour series? And you right? made the time. And I made the time. I made the intentional time to rest. So um, that's how I showed myself love. And then the other way I would say is that this was more forced, mm-hmm. but I had to start setting some boundaries. We mm-hmm. come on here often and talk about familiar um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I had to start establishing some boundaries with my mom, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just so different because, you know, as I started having a little bit more um, more time mm-hmm. with the, the person that's in my life, mm-hmm. my mom started feeling some mm-hmm. of the shift mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And it was weird. She was like, y'all, she had an attitude with me for mm. a good two weeks. Mm. And I was like, wow. This and then is- she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. She got Transition. over it. But yeah. but you said you do. You have to like when when different um, relationships shift in your life, you have to start shifting the boundary. Yeah. And that was hard for me. Yeah, it's not easy. And it could happen with your mom. It could happen yeah. with a good girlfriend. Yes. Whoever, whoever was in that role that you talk to all the time. Yeah. And now you're talking to. A little bit less. My mom is like, why are you not picking up the phone? Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, lady, I got things to do. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes our moms have fear around, like, our relationship changing. Like, my mom shared this with me when I got married. She was like, I'm so happy, you know, you're getting married and everything. Yeah. But she was like, I feel like I don't want to lose you kind of thing. Yeah. And that, it was like a little grieving process for her. A little bit of her. a, yeah. And now and she feels for like me she's, too. she's gained a son. So you never yeah. know how it'll turn around. Like, sometimes we fear how something will change and then it changes in a different way. Yeah. You think you're going to lose something and you might gain Dang. more than you even had before. But you have to be open to that, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like even a little bit, I think my mom is becoming more open, mm-hmm. but I still feel like she's kind of close to the idea. It takes that, time. Yeah, it takes time. It takes so time. yeah, that's how I practice self-love, rest and boundaries. Mm. And it was hard for me because I was like, why is my mother acting like this to me? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like the little girl. The little girl inside. Yeah. Ooh, we're getting deep. This is just the intro episode. This is not even <laughs> supposed to be a real episode. And that was the first time I've ever verbalized that. But wow. as I started thinking about it, I was like, I think there was some like childlike attachment mm. that I, you know, have with my mom that, yeah, as you grow older, you have to start changing those attachments you can still be attached to your mom Mm -hmm. but it's the way in which you're attached Mm -hmm. that has to shift that's real Mm. that's that's good all right what was your greatest lesson learned over the last 
over this last season, so over the la- over the summer, mm-hmm. and how do you intend to carry that lesson into the season ahead? Um, we always talk about filling up our cup. Mm-hmm. So for me, what I learned is that the order matters. I have to fill up my cup first. Mm-hmm. So my walks were in the morning. Mm-hmm. My journaling was in the morning, and Tanil knows me, so she knows I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. If I can catch a Z, baby, I'm going to catch it. Mm-hmm. She wants to get these early flights. <laughs> Where, where the flight's at 6.30, which means we got to wake up at, th- it's about to cuss, 4, th- 3.30. I don't, th- to me, those types of hours. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let me tell you what the worst season of motherhood was for me. And I, my child's almost about to be five, so I haven't had that many seasons. I don't care what anybody says. That newborn season no sleep. is terrible. Everybody's like, oh, they don't do much. They don't move around. They're so cuddly. They smell so good. But that waking up in the middle of the night yeah. is a haze. And so... I'm not a morning person. I'm not an early morning mm-hmm. person. But what I found is by making a little bit more time in the morning, yeah. going to bed a little bit earlier, I always say like, oh, my mind comes alive at night. I had to learn to turn my mind off mm-hmm. and make it come alive in the, morning. in the morning. Whatever it is, I just jot it down and then I'll come back to it. Um, by starting by filling up my cup first in the morning mm-hmm. and shifting and making myself a morning person, um, I have found that that practice has really made me like a, a better me. Like, I just feel better. Like, I have a better attitude. I feel like I have something to give. Um, so that's the practice that I want to carry into the seasons coming forward. I want to start my day with filling my cup up. And I've come on here and talked about the morning miracle and the 5 a.m., whatever, and all the books. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. But that's not for me. But I think it's really something to it. And you can thank me, right? Because yeah. I was basically just hazing You're you. You preparing me. With You're these pre- early morning flights. And... <laughs> I was helping your financial bottom line. You were. And when you get to your destination in the morning, <laughs> you have like a whole extra. Because I was losing a day to travel because yeah. I was flying. I was leaving at noon. Yeah. And getting, getting there, there at, at four. Right. By the time you get your stuff from baggage claim, you checking in and going, you know, yeah. going to dinner and going to bed. So, I mean, yeah, not bad. But I will say, so coming this back. last flight. Coming back from Woman Evolve, <laughs> it took me back to my college years where you would go to Miami. I'm sure we've all done this before. And when you had an early flight and you're like, I'm just going to party the whole night and then not go to sleep did and just go straight to the airport. So <laughs> we are 40 now. Um, like, what but did you do? It was I one, left. I left a day yeah, early. She, she left a day early. It was one of our friend's birthday. So we went to dinner and then we went to this little lounge in... DeSoto, Texas. It was actually a good time. There was an all-female band. Um, Colorado was playing Colorado State. So the game was on, and that game was a late game. So um, by the time we got back to the hotel, I think it was like 2, 2.30. Maybe, yeah, maybe 2. And the um, car was coming to get us at 3.30. So literally. That right there, the car was coming to get us at 3.30. It just, that makes me feel like, (laughs) oh. No, it, it. legit made me cringe. Mm. However, I was able to get home. I was home by 10 Mm o'clock, you know? So then I felt like I had the rest of Sunday to try to recover from the weekend. But it is a haze. Wow. I didn't know you partied all night. Yeah, we we actually had a really good time. It sounds like a great time. Um... Oh, so now I have to answer the question. Mm -hmm, Yeah, so mm -hmm. the greatest lesson that I learned um, this summer... Hmm was to, y'all, this is a constant struggle for me. I feel like maybe not every season, but maybe every other season I talk about just prioritizing my own needs over the needs of others. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you have people who, um, you know, are a constant part of your life, like you or, um, you know, my friend, they, they illuminate, when you think you're doing something and you're not really doing it to the best of your ability. So, and what I'm saying here is I think I'm prioritizing my free time Mm. and, you know, taking time for myself, but I often fill the time. Like I don't Mm. feel like I'm always comfortable with the downtime. And so like the other day I was like, I feel like I'm being lazy. I was legit exhausted Mm -hmm. and I was laying in the bed, like trying to take a nap. And then I was like, you know what? Me laying in this bed for this past hour is lazy, but Mm. it's not lazy. Right. So just prioritizing what's important to me and how I feel the time, the downtime. So when I'm not working from nine to five, I don't have to fill up five to midnight. 
I was going to ask you earlier when you said like you felt like this was a summer of rest. Did you have guilt around that? I, I feel guilty about yeah. laughing. Yeah, I do. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm being lazy. Like I'm just mm. laying here, but it's not lazy. So you have to start training your brain in a different way. Now, of course, you don't do that every single day, mm-hmm. but you taking one or two days out of the week to take a one hour nap. I mean, legit is one hour. Right. And that's we we are worthy of rest. And I yes, think that's the problem that's because it. we tie our self-worth and how we define our worth to what we can produce. Yes. And if we feel like we're not producing anything, then we feel like we're we feel less worthy. Mm-hmm. But um, what I'm learning is that rest is productive. Like even yes. if you have the mindset of I have to be productive, rest is productive. Yeah. We were designed to rest. To rest. We can't not rest. So yeah. it's kind of counterintuitive to feel guilty or shame mm-hmm. around something that is literally how your body works. Yeah. So And rest looks different for everyone. That could be just sitting on the couch. That could be reading a book. That could mm-hmm. be journaling. Like whatever rest looks like for you, be intentional about it. And like you said, you are worthy of rest. So. I've been thinking a lot about like mental rest. And rest for me is not scrolling my phone. I used to think that rest was just like chilling, scrolling through the phone. But now I'm finding that scrolling through the phone, I, I find myself, I didn't used to be the type of person who was like sucked in by the algorithm. Like mm. I could scroll a little and get off. But lately I have found myself just scro- going down deep rabbit holes. Mm. And then it's got my mind going in a different way. And I look up and I'm like, girl, you've been in the bed, but you're not resting you're not resting so for me rest is is unplugging yeah yeah so I'm planning to carry that into this season as it's starting to get a little you know cooler Mm -hmm. like just being okay with wrapping up in a nice warm blanket and Mm -hmm. watching some tv or taking a nap whatever that looks like so that can be re-energized and not feeling um that I have to fill my free time with cleaning up or you know whatever going to the store whatever Mm -hmm. it is Mm -hmm. yeah all right. So how have you personally evolved, changed or grown since the last uh, time we've shared on this platform? Mm-hmm. Do you have any revelation or new insight to share about your journey? I think my answer was wrapped up in a previous answer. Mm-hmm. I think the um, or in the intro, I think the piece around the spiritual upshift, the how I'm starting my day with God, how I'm filling up my cup, putting myself first, mm-hmm. not just caring for myself, but caring for myself before I care for anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of my evolution and I think I'm still in it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I tend not to want to share insight until I feel like I have a little bit more clarity. Clarity. So I don't know if I'm in a space yet to share like takeaways or make recommendations Mm -hmm. for others, but I can feel the evolution that I'm experiencing right now. And I feel a little bit of lightness that's coming with that. I feel a little bit less bogged down. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that will be mine. What about you? Yeah, for me, I would say, you know, and I'll I'll just be honest, I think in my 30s, even into the late 30s, I was very consumed with what other people thought I should be doing or how I should be living my life Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, the mindsets that I should hold around relationships or marriage or children, whatever the thing is, career, it could be a a number of things. And I feel like in the past few months, I've really just settled into whatever it is, whatever life I want to create, I have the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's, I don't have to be confined to anyone's perceptions or thoughts or expectations of what it is I'm supposed to be. Mm. And as long as I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. what's going on in my life, that's all that matters. Right. So it's like, just, I finally feel like I'm stepping into a level of comfort where I am good with my decisions. Not saying that I'm always going to make the best decision, but I feel like I would be okay with whatever the outcome is because Mm -hmm. I'm resting Mm -hmm. in in my decision. Yeah. That's one thing I really admire about the generation that's coming behind us. They're like, they're okay with doing what they want to do. Yeah, And they, they make mistakes and they go make mistakes and that's fine. I feel like we come from a time where we were were raised by boomers who just wanted to prevent, prevent, prevent. You don't have to go through it. I've been through and all that, but it almost shielded us from being able to hear our own voice. And That's I feel like it. whoever's raising Gen Z, I don't know if it's Gen X or millennials. They're doing a good they're job. They're like, yeah, y'all do y'all. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I do appreciate that because, yeah, I 
I don't feel like I felt this comfortable in my own decision making in a very long time. If maybe if not ever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love that for myself. So that's how I feel like I'm evolving. And I just really want to. It's a constant evolution, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, But yeah, I love this like new comfortability that I'm stepping into. Very good. Yes. All right. What is the new overarching theme of this season of your life? Well, it says, actually, no. Let me read the question as it's written. (laughs) What is the new overarching theme of this season, and how did we decide on it? So it was about the season of the podcast. Yes. And initially, we had talked about this being the relationship season. Mm -hmm. And we had an episode on your relationship with yourself, your relationship, co-parenting relationships, and co-worker relationships, and mother-child relationships. And it was, it was good. It was going to be good. Um, somebody had asked us to talk about the step-parent relationship, and we're going to have somebody on to talk about that. Like, and maybe we still will, being in a space where you feel like you have the responsibility without the control or without the autonomy to make decisions and like feeling your hands are tied. And so we have written it all out. We loved it. Um, but like I said, just from the revelation that I've been having just in my personal life, I felt like I needed to just have less control and tightness around how this moved mm-hmm. and uh, and give and leave God the room and the space to show up. So could we use some of that? Possibly. Mm-hmm. But could we do some different things? We will. Right. Um, so I think the overarching theme of this season is um, show up and take a step. Mm. So. That's the theme for us. Mm-hmm. We're going to show up every week and record, and we're going to take one step. We're going to record one podcast yeah. and then see what light we get for the next step. But I think that's how we're, we're approaching the recording. But I think it's also the theme for our listeners yes. that everything yes. that we talk about is going to be about showing up and taking, and taking that step. next step in faith. That's good. Yeah. So talk about, this isn't written down, mm-hmm. but we just came back from Woman of All. Yes. And so talk about how the experience there has um, impacted kind of this show up and take a step. Yeah. So my experience was truncated. I had to come back to do, um, some important things, family things. It was a kind of a busy, not kind of, it was a very busy weekend for Mm -hmm. me. So I really, um, have had time maybe in just the last few days Mm -hmm. to really kind of process, Mm -hmm. but if you were there, you know, that we, we could have left on Thursday, like that first night, we got so much and there was a lot more that came after that, but there was just so much in that, in that first night that we were able to, um, to unpack. But I think what I got from just being in the space Mm -hmm. is the idea of yielding to God. Mm. And what I've seen pastor Sarah do is yield to God and she's been very upfront about her nerves around it, mm-hmm. her feelings of not feeling worthy. She, you know, she said she she had a panic attack the first day of the mm-hmm. of the the conference. like hours before, before she stepped on stage. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's not that the it's not that she feels like she's great or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, in spite of those feelings, she of- was able to not let that get in the way of allowing God to move yes. in her life. And so in this situation, it was a stadium with forty thousand women. Mm-hmm. In my situation, it might be a podcast with, you know, a couple of thousand listeners, Mm -hmm. but I still feel like if I can step back and get out of the way, then that will allow God to reach not just me, but, but reach who he knows is, is listening. Yes. And and use us as a vessel to share what it is that he knows that our listeners need to hear. And so maybe they don't need to hear about relationships every week for 12 weeks. And so I want to be able to say, all right, I'm going to show up Mm -hmm. and take the step, but I'm going to create the space and the time in my, in my daily reflection, Mm -hmm. um, in my, you know, morning quiet time to hear from God and and to hear from our listeners as well. But I just want to kind of get out of the way. And that's something that I took from our participation at the conference, not even from a talking point or something that was said on a panel or during a message, right. but just by being in the, presence, in the presence, I was able to see someone get out of the way. And that's one of the things that I love about Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts is that she is very transparent mm-hmm. and vulnerable with her delegation, as mm-hmm. she calls them. Um, and I think that's what women need to see in this season. So she is showing up, mm-hmm. but she is very clear about 
all of the things that bubble up mm-hmm. as she shows as up. Happening. And I think that's so just real for any of us. Like we're going to have to, in order for us to show up, it may be some fear there. It may be some doubt there. There may be feelings of insecurity there. There's a lot of things that can, sh- can bubble up to the surface, but she's doing it in spite of, like you said. And I think someone of her, I don't want to say status, but, you know, someone with her platform to be able to just be very open Mm -hmm. about all of the things that she's bringing to the stage as she's walking out. Mm -hmm. I think it's just a um, a testament of we can do hard things and we can bring everything that we that we're carrying to show up instead of saying I can't show up because I'm carrying all of these things. And something just came to me as you were talking. Being real and being vulnerable and genuine and honest does not mean that we won't show up in excellence. That's it. Because they do everything in excellence. excellence. And I and I sometimes That's feel true. like I have to prepare and control so that it can be perfect. Yes. I, we say excellent, but in my mind, I really want it to be perfect. Yeah. And we need to release perfectionism because the conference was not perfect, but right. it was excellent. Yes. The logistics, the mm. team, the process, the content, her makeup, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. Everything was down to the details was excellent, but she was still able to be organic. She didn't have to come up there and show up as perfect That's for it. our experience to be excellent. I think that it doesn't could be a mean whole janky. separate uh, episode, <laughs> like the difference between excellence and perfection. perfection. That's really Because sometimes people are like, I'm just keeping it real, and it's like, mm, it's, it feels janky. So it doesn't yeah. have to feel, it doesn't, right. it doesn't have to feel like a poor experience to right. keep it real. Right. You can keep, still keep it real and do the work. Right. So people are like, oh, I'm keeping it real. And then they they're not being consistent or they're not doing whatever. It's it's not an excuse, Mm. but it's a it's a freedom. That's good. Yeah. All right. Uh, What are you most looking forward to in this season ahead? The holidays. I am. And the thing that I'm I am most looking forward to about it is like I am really going to do whatever it is that I want to do for the holidays. Mm. Like, and I don't even know what that is yet because I'm just showing up and taking steps. And taking a Y'all step. Know this is Letting big the for Lord me. lead. But I'm just excited to be able to, to, to approach my favorite season of the year and release the idea of perfectionism because I feel mm. like I always love the holidays, but they always low-key stress me out. Mm. And this year, I am excited for the joy and the things that I love. And there might be a little stress. Like, I'm st- I still love hosting and I still yes, love having people there. And I want to do that, but I don't need to make everybody's event. I don't need to worry about, uh, offending people and family members and whatever. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to still show up in love and I'm still going to, but it's, I'm going to, I'm freeing myself from the idea that I have to be everywhere and do everything. And like on Thanksgiving, I'd be cooking and then we do a family football thing. I go to the Turkey bowl and I come back and then we have a game. It's too, it's too much stuff and I don't have to do all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it, not just because I love it, but because I love who I am going into it. Mm, yeah, I feel really good, good about it. What about you? Um, I think I have adopted a new, um, I, I just told some friends this the other day. Maddie was there. I was like, I'm stepping into this a season where I'm starting, I'm leaning into doing the least. Right. And um, (laughs) one of our friends was like, no, you shouldn't say you're doing the least. Like, just say what is I don't even remember what she said, but it was mm -hmm. basically like, don't say the least because it maybe signals like some scarcity or whatever. And I'm like, no, sis, (laughs) you don't understand. (laughs) I have been doing the most. The year of no. For a very, very long time. (laughs) Yes. And now. It is time to do the least. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's like, okay. You have to know yourself, right? So I am just trying to scale back. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't do everything. I Sometimes in my mind, I think I can do like all these things. And in that same moment when I was like, yeah, I'm going to do the least. I was like, oh, these Kurt Franklin <laughs> um, tickets. And y'all, I still might go see Kurt Franklin. <sighs> I, it's a struggle. But in that same moment, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing the least. And then I was it like. It was in the same sentence. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to be doing the least. And then she was like, let me see how much the tickets are. And then she was like, y'all, the tickets have gone up. I mean, when I looked initially, I think the tickets were, you could get good tickets for like $60. Now the um, resellers have just driven the prices up. And 
I want to go for the worship experience, but that's the thing. I always get caught up in the experience. And the, and the thing is, you can have a worship I can experience have worship for free at home. At home. But and it's not like her, it's not it's, it's not that you, it's not stage. that you want to go for the worship experience. What do I want to go for? To be in the mix. You want to be in the in the mix and in the mist. I want to be in the atmosphere. No, no, it, no. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> I want to be in the mix. You can do the worship. You can watch the YouTube. Yeah, but it's like you want to be in the place to be always with everything. So maybe that requires a little bit of self-reflection. However, the chicken has come home to roost, as the people say. But is the chicken going to stay home or is the chicken going to grab the tickets and leave out? We will see. We'll unpack this in the finale. Season finale. Okay. So we'll see. But I I like the intention. Yeah, the intention is to start scaling back. Um, I don't have to have everything I want. I don't have to do everything I want. I can make sacrifices for the greater good. And I think it, you know, because it's just me, sometimes I feel like I can do it, but you don't have, because you can, doesn't mean you have to do it. That's how I felt about the CBC week, mm-hmm. but you still went to a lot of things. I don't, now, Three things? No, she's gone way too far. I only went to two things. Well, one was out and of one, your control. One no, was, the third was out of your control. You were dressed and ready to go, and then... Oh yeah, it I would have gone. I would have gone to three disaster, things, and then so, something yeah. happened. That and you said you weren't doing anything. You said you were doing one thing. I did, and then I got invitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess it's the year of no, not the year of yes, as Maddie said. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. All right. Um, what challenges or situations are you facing that you want to make progress on in the season ahead? Mm. I don't like talking about my challenges while I'm in them. I like to talk about them. In well, retrospect. you can give people a little bit of a. You don't have to go so deep, but you yeah. can just give them a little. I mean, you wrote the question. I so. know. <laughs> I should have been more prepared. Um, I mean, not prepared, but you're saying you don't like to share your challenges while you're in the midst of them. Right. I you- should have had something. I should have thought about my answer mm-hmm. and I didn't. Um that was the whole showing up and taking okay, steps. Well, take a step, right, here I go. Um, I think it's about maintaining my sense of peace. Mm. So I think I have made some intentions that I'm resolute about, you know, how I want things to be. But then I, once I do those things, I need to be comfortable with it. So, like, I know how I'm planning to show up this holiday season. But then once I show Get up in that it. way, I, I, I no regrets. You've seen that tattoo where the guy had no regrets, but instead of regrets, it had rats. It had R-A-T-S because he couldn't spell. Like the time you let me get a backward (gasps) tattoo? I did. There were some drinks involved, and I let her get a tattoo. And when the guy showed her the tattoo, it was on her back. In a mirror, it was the right way. But I had (laughs) But she was looking in the mirror. But I was looking in real life at her back, and I was like, that's cute. (laughs) It was multiple people here, okay? Multiple people told me that this tattoo then And then we got back to the hotel room, and we took a nap. And I woke up from my nap, and I said, you know what I just thought about? I feel like in my dream, your tattoo was backwards. And then she looked in the mirror in the bathroom and said, no, it's right. And then I looked, and I was like, no, it's wrong. Mm. When the wet willies hit the system, (laughs) this was back in the Miami days that you referenced earlier. Now we have a great story to tell. Yeah, we tell this story often. I mean, it is a great story. The good thing is the tattoo's on my back, so not she don't have to look at it. Yeah, can see it. I (laughs) what happened? Yeah, that's that's true. It's for me, and it's a story. It's a story. So So, no regrets. I don't know if you've seen this. Yeah. So I haven't. My thing is to um, the challenge that I'm trying to face is that as I'm implementing sort of this new way that I'm mm-hmm. showing up to release some of the guilt around it mm-hmm. to be able to do that. And I've, I've, I've started to do this, but I still feel a little weird about it. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, I would say the challenge that I'm um, wanting to make progress on in the season ahead, uh, I haven't talked about this much at all. Um, I kept saying that my podcast was coming back. I don't know. I'm still in a a weird space. Mm -hmm. But I had gotten into this space where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want kids anymore because Mm -hmm. I like the freedom associated with not having 
kids, Mm -hmm. right? And so I told you all about these mornings I've been having over the summer or the days where I'm able to lay in the bed for eight hours. And I think, like, if I I had a kid, that would not happen. And so I think I started to trick myself into thinking that I didn't want to be a mom anymore because – I wanted to shield myself. The The real root was I wanted to shield myself from potential potential disappointment mm-hmm. or the, the, the potential struggle or the heart um, challenges of the process versus like that not being my true desire anymore. Mm. And so when I went to Women Evolve, like that was, you know, I was very mm-hmm. intentional about saying, what do I need to get out of Women Evolve? Mm-hmm. And it was, I need clarity around God, is this you saying I don't want you to be a mom? Or is it me protecting myself from my true desire because I didn't want to experience any more disappointment? Mm -hmm. And so the the challenge is, because I got the the answer, I believe I need to continue to pray, but I'm pretty sure that God gave me the answer through many of the um, sermons mm-hmm. that were presented during that time that no, you cannot let the, um, the fear of disappointment or the fear of uh, the unknown keep you away from God's promises for your life. Mm-hmm. And so, or the length of time or the length like of what time. They were yes. talking about, you know, people struggled for, for a lot for for decades yeah. generations mm-hmm. and I think we are not just I'm, and then I don't mean to cut you off but mm-hmm. we're not just like a instant gratification kind of generation yeah. but we're fine to have struggle and tell our little story and be cute and pack it up with a bow right. but like okay now now this has gone on a little bit too yes. long we want to move past the season the season and sometimes not sometimes yeah we're not the ones who dictate how long the season is right but if the desire is still there yeah and you feel that in your gut then you need to be true to what you're feeling. And sometimes you can suppress, like I was suppressing mm-hmm. the desire mm-hmm. and trying to trick myself into thinking that it was it was no longer a desire that I had mm-hmm. because of the... Um, the rejection. The rejection, mm-hmm. the mental anguish, mm-hmm. the grief and everything that I've experienced, um, you know, over the past year or so. And so, yeah, I'm my challenge is to... Stand in that desire and to begin to take steps um, to to move forward towards becoming a mother. And so one of the things, um, Tasha Cobbs Leonard was there Mm -hmm. and she wasn't necessarily on the program or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But one of the testimonies that she talked about was being blessed with her child. Mm And I thought I remembered that she either um, had her child either through adoption or surrogacy. Um, but I couldn't remember. And then I went back and looked at her story in people magazine Mm -hmm. and it was adoption. Mm -hmm. And she just talked about, you know, like the blessing and, and, you know, how she feels, you know, yeah, blessed to be a mom and all of these things that came along with it. And it doesn't have to look the way that I think I got stuck on it looking, um, because the word says that man will make his plans, but the Lord will establish his steps. Yeah. You can still have your plan right. and your desire and your hope to become a mother. But it's the it's not the, the desire that's changing. It's, it's the, steps the steps that's changing. Exactly. And what you sound like you were doing to protect yourself was to try to take away the desire, the desire. take away the goal Supreme. so that you don't have to go through the steps in the way that they're exactly. happening. Cause that's not how you wanted them to happen. Yeah. But now it sounds like what you're saying is the desire and the goal is still there and you just need to relinquish the steps. The part. steps, And I need to start taking the steps. So that's my goal taking for the, the next several months of 2023 mm-hmm. is to begin to take those steps. And I, one of my close girlfriends said that I never told her this and I couldn't remember. And I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but one morning I woke up and my cousin works in a NICU. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically was like, there's this child here today whose mom, you know, doesn't want, what doesn't want her. Do you want this child? And in that moment, I or was maybe like, the mom, maybe not doesn't can't. want yeah, her. Sorry. But, okay. can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a better. Thank mm-hmm. you for, mm-hmm. for that correction. For whatever reason, the mom, you know, wanted to give the child up for adoption. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction was no, like I can't, I, I'm not ready to bring this child home in two weeks. Like, what are you saying? No, thank you. And my mom's like, what, why aren't you ready? And I'm like, 
I can't be anybody, somebody's mom in two weeks, but it was a lesson in preparation, mm-hmm. right? So if I was prepared mentally, you know, in the physical realm, whatever, I may have, I may have a child right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't ready, but it was also in that same season where I was laying and it was a Sunday and I was laying in that bed. And I think mm. I laid in that bed that whole day. Mm. I was started suppressing the desire because I was like, well, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing right now if I had a child. And so I just kind of gave up on it. Mm. So mm. that's what I'm struggling with um, in this season that I'm hoping to make progress on um, by the end of the year. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And I we're going to do an episode. And I know this is episodes getting long. We're going to do an episode um, later in the season, I think, on um, what it looks like to um, find and maintain a sense of peace because I think I'm in a different space with it Mm -hmm. I think that I really truly feel like we did another IVF cycle we weren't successful this summer that was part of what I did this summer too and I feel like I'm in a space I I don't know if he's in this space fully but I'm in a space where I I genuinely feel good good. grateful for what I have Mm -hmm. and ready to wrap up this season and step into the next season and so I've been thinking about what that looks like for me Mm -hmm. And I've been doing a lot of writing and journaling and processing around how to maintain that sense of peace. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you'll feel like you'll have like peace wash over you Mm -hmm. and then something will trigger you and then you're not sure. Do I have peace? Do I? And and for me, I've felt like a sustaining peace. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've, you know, prayed and fasted Mm -hmm. and received the answer and I have peace with the answer. answer. So I'm hearing the same things that women evolve. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that those things were 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 inciting me in the same way. Right. And that's what I love about worship experiences in that way. It's like there's one person giving a sermon Mm -hmm. and we know it's God. So Mm -hmm. let me, the the person is the messenger, Mm -hmm. but the the, the message is being delivered, but there's something in that one message. They're saying the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. but all 40,000 people who were in that room. Because we have different circumstances. We're in different seasons. We're in different places. We've done different work. We have different traumas. All of those things come together. Um, like they, when they say such a time as this, it's not mm-hmm. just the message. I could hear me myself could hear the same message, could, could have heard the same message two years ago yes. and then watch the same message today and get and something got like, different revelation yeah. out of it. So while I heard those things, I was thinking to myself, wow, I'm not feeling like I have felt in the past mm-hmm. when, when they, people talk about hope and this and mm-hmm. that, like I just felt very like peaceful about mm-hmm. it. So I'm writing a, a, a word on an essay on, that right I've actually written it but I'm like sitting with it um that I want to share because I think it's a different perspective than I've had on the past where it's been about hope and moving forward and pressing through and now I'm talking about um the ABCs of peace are acceptance Mm -hmm. boundaries Mm -hmm. and contentment Mm -hmm. and so I'll I'll talk more about that but yeah I just wanted to share that as well for people who are in different seasons all right, let's move into our closing prayer and practice since we've gone a little long. A lot long. Yeah. But we've had a lot to talk about. We I had mean, to catch all up on three months. Yeah, so that's a long we can pause and come back and listen whenever. I mean, <laughs> or listen straight through. Or I mean, I listen to listen to it on one and a half. You right. can listen to it on two. Two, I feel like is a little fast. That's what's stressing me out. The I'm two, sounding two like <laughs> chipmunks at two. So I would suggest one and, one and a half. half. <laughs> all right, here's our closing prayer. God, thank you. Oh, the organs. Are we still? doing the organ in this season Marcus (laughs) (laughs) oh heavenly father thank you so much for this present moment um, that you knew was going to be happening before you got here before we did Mm -hmm. thank you for sustaining this show for seven seasons thank you for every listener both old and new thank you especially today for fresh starts and new beginnings thank you for ordering our steps Help us to have vision and to work towards progress, but to also be mindful to submit those plans to you so that you might order those steps. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here's our practice, guys. It's a trailer episode, but we still have a practice for us all. Um, I commit to beginning, restarting, or deepening my practice of submitting every plan Mm. to God. Every plan. All right. All right. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast with Matt and Ashete Jones and Tanil Daniels. Like what you've heard? Show us some love and follow or subscribe, then leave a five-star rating and review. For more resources, including show notes and to keep the conversation going, 
head over to lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N.